Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello and welcome to the D1 Baseball Men's College World Series Preview and Pick Show Day 1, Friday. Here we are in Omaha. I'm your host, Michael Patrick Rooney. And we are so pleased, again, this postseason to be sponsored by Wilson. Uh, The Omaha experience over here by the stadium and the baseball village. Wilson's going to give you the best brands in baseball all under one roof at the Omaha experience. Meet equipment experts and shop for gear from Evo Shield, DeMarini, Louisville Slugger, and Wilson. Again, it's the Omaha experience. You can also go online at evoshield.com backslash Omaha. And again, if you're here in Omaha, you got to get to the baseball village. This this Omaha experience here is incredible. The swag, the gear, oh, um, all the equipment, and so um, I got my man Kendall J. Rogers yeah. here. I got Joe Healy, gentlemen. Good morning, Runes. I, I would say I would take like half the store home, but I know my wife's probably watching, <laughs> so I will not do that. Today, today is swag day it for the sweet. Roonies. Yeah, like we're if I don't come home, if I don't come home with at least three. Uh, piece of swag for J-Row. It's a problem. So can I can I give you an idea of like something I really like they added this year were the team-specific hats. Ooh, I didn't the, notice that. You know, you got the Vols colors, Gators colors, LSU colors. Those are awesome. Yes. Joe, do you have what, – what's your swag What's your swag strategy? I, I slow play it. Uh, I, I kind of – I make a lap early in the week. I come back for seconds, and if something really speaks to me that second day, I'll get something. But I, I tend to kind of wait till the end of the week, and I take – I take it to say that if, if if I saw something early in the week that I liked and it's not there later in the week, I just wasn't meant to have it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, day one recon, day two is for execution. Can I admit right. something? I'm really this will shock you guys, but I procrastinate on buying gear and I pretty much wait till the very end to where everything's picked over. So I can't find the sizes I'm looking for for everybody. So yeah. That's they, how I you weren't meant to have it. See? Yeah, yeah. fashionably yeah. late. Uh, Runes, I one critique of your read there, which yes. was fabulous, by the way. Generally <laughs> speaking, you. was fabulous. Generally, generally fabulous. <laughs> that's a that's a forward slash. Oh, it is a forward, a forward slash. slash. Okay, yeah, not a yeah. You got to you got to get that right. Room. Backward yeah. slash sounds cooler, so I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the difference is, but I appreciate that. I wonder, yeah. I wonder the way what the decision leans. making process was. And they're like, let's do a forward slash instead of backward slash. I don't know. I don't. I, I backward slash just feels more natural to me. But whatever, just do a slash and then you'll yeah, figure you'll it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Yes. Our listeners are smart. Yeah, they are smart. Smarter than the host, <laughs> apparently. Um, all right, boys. Let's let's talk about day one here. So um, this side of the bracket, the yeah. first game will be Oral Roberts and TCU. Second game, the night game. We have two gorgeous night games to start this tournament, by the way. So tonight's uh, game will be Florida and Virginia. So w- let's start with players to watch, and then we'll come back with our picks. Joe, I'll start with you for Oral Roberts and TCU. Who are some players? Maybe give us two players that have your eye in this game, and then Kendall will have you do two players too. Sure. Yeah, I'll go one with one of the obvious ones, and that's TCU's Cole Klecker. Mm. He's he's really the one guy in their rotation that they've gone to as a workhorse. They can get 
expect to get six, seven innings out of, and, and they're going to need it today because if they, even if they end up in the winner's bracket, it feels like they really need to kind of stockpile their pitching for days two and on and, and try to get out of this game with as few arms used as, as possible. So getting him deep into the game is, is going to be huge. And I think it's the kind of game where they're just going to have him wear it a little bit too. If he gives up two, three, four runs, they're just going to have to have faith that their offense, which has been so hot is able to keep pace. So mm-hmm. that, that's who I'm looking at for TCU oral Roberts, Jake McMurray, um, brother of, of Cooper McMurray at, at Auburn, uh, two of the hottest hitting brothers over kind of the second half of the season. That? But, um, you know, Jonah Cox obviously gets some of the attention. There are other guys in the oral Roberts lineup. I think that have been a little bit flashier, but he's really given that lineup depth. Or Roberts comes in a, a pretty dangerous lineup. Generally speaking, this lineup is not your stereotypical mid-major lineup that's going to look to, you know, kind of flick the ball the other way and move runners over and get guys in. Like these guys can really swing it, and, and he's a big part of it. All right, so Kendall, before you go, two players, Aaron Fit, our good friend Aaron Fit, who won't be here until Sunday night. If you're listening, your nonsense tracker that you do in the press box, Joe Healy plus 20, because it's not lost on me, Jose, that you just went very non-famous players. Really just for me and Kendall right now, the world is our oyster. I mean, Kendall, <laughs> there are stars right all yeah. over the menu. Yeah. Like well I, done, Joe. Yeah, it's good job. I felt yeah, like, you know, like I can't, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm <laughs> setting the table here, yes. you know. It was elite, yeah. elite table setting. Go ahead, uh, I'll go with Elijah Nunez at TCU. I just feel Ooh. like when you look at TCU's offense, he's kind of the guy that when, you know, he gets rolling, he, he's got the emotion in him. He's, a, he's got an electric personality. When he gets on base, he kind of wreaks havoc a little bit. You know, he can hit, you know, he can hit in the gaps. He can hit doubles. And so I just think when he gets rolling, TCU kind of follows suit. Um, I think for ORU, um, I, I look at, you know, Jonah Cox. I mean, again, you know, this is a team that is top 20 in the country in, in on-base percentage, top 20 in the country in stolen bases. And again, just like Nunez, really si- kind of similar, like, you know, similar impacts. When he gets on base, good things tend to happen to ORU. So I think the two guys that are kind of speedy, athletic, you know, they energize their team, their leaders. Those are the two guys to watch for me. Yeah, Jonah Cox, 40. I mean, just think about that 47-game hitting streak is crazy pretty good yeah and and you know like in the the eugene super regional jonah cox has a home run to center field he has a bunt for hit i mean he really is a dynamic dude well and the other thing too is like to to be able to sustain this throughout the postseason Mm -hmm. you know it's one thing to do in the regular season in the summit but like to do it in the regional super regional and now get to omaha and you know we'll see we continue it but that's pretty impressive no doubt so i'll just go with the famous guys so for oral roberts Cade denton you know i think if you gave any of the head coaches in this tournament truth serum they would all say, yes, I would trade for Kane Denton today. Like this yeah. dude's up to 97. It's a, He's a strike-throwing machine. The slider is a real out pitch. Um, he's a weapon. And I think Oral Roberts' bullpen in general is a real area of strength for them. Mm-hmm. For TCU, Braden Taylor is one of those potential first-round picks. And so, you know, th- this game, th- the, I think the story of this College World Series is star power. And this game which probably is the least hyped of the games has the star power. So yeah, the, the thing about Braden that's really cool is, you know, we, we've talked about this on our pod before, but you know, I saw those guys in the middle of the season and like, it was a totally different person. He was hitting 260. The approach was not very good. He was not very selective in the last, you know, month and a half of the season. He's been unbelievable. So yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. And Kate Denton, one thing that's really interesting to me, just watching Oregon last week, by the way, that was a really good atmosphere in Eugene. Yeah, it was awesome. But, you know, they're in a big moment and they show him and like, you can tell like he's he's not shaken, he's not nervous, and it, like he just looks looks like he's ready to steal your soul. 
And that's what I want to see out of a, a closer. Like he just looks inflappable. I've compared this this Oral Roberts team to 2012 Stony Brook a little bit. Yeah. In that early on in their run, we kind of looked at them as, oh, look, look how cute. You know, they're they're winning games and they're advancing. And then by the time you get to this point, you realize like, oh, these guys are actually really talented. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and Oral Roberts kind of fits that. And I think chiefly Kate Denton. I mean, I think people are kind of people might be surprised if they'd never seen him when he comes out of the bullpen this week at, at how good the stuff is like it's to your point runes. I mean, it's could pitch anywhere in the country. Good. Yeah. I would, I would argue, I, I think ORU is a more well-rounded team than Stony Brook though. Cause I mean, if you look at ORU or if you look at Stony Brook, you know, they had the, what was it? Tyler, um, was it Tyler Johnson? Who's the number one guy for them? Yeah. The California kid. Yeah. yeah. Really outside of him, yeah, their pitching was just okay. They just had that loaded lineup, but I, I feel like ORU's kind of got everything. Yeah. Shout out so, to Max Tissenbaum. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Max. I'll, you know, hey, I'll, Max. I'll take it when I can actually remember his name. And that was one good. Starter from Stony Brook from like five years ago. Oh gosh, ago. they had a left Stony Brook had a left-handed hitter like Willie something. Willie Carmona. Yeah, yeah oh Willie my gosh. Carmona. He I just was, remember like he was delicious. Came to know, like I can't believe we're losing these guys, and like now oh. like six of those dudes are in pro or you know big leagues. Yeah. Oh gosh, Travis winning Jankowski. bingo cards with the yeah Travis Jankowski. He's still in the big leagues, I yeah, think. Yeah, no doubt. Oh. If you had Willie Carmona on your bingo card, congratulations. <laughs> Remember that play you made it third at LSU? Oh. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah, he was so good. Willie C. Um, all right, keys to the game. Joe, who do you, what do you got as a key to the game here? I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I probably should have saved it and kept it in the holster a little bit. But TCU needs to get out of this game. If they're going to advance and, and move on and make a deep run here, they need to get out of this game having used as few arms as possible. And so yeah. I think that's there's a little bit of a two-pronged thing. One is what I talked about with Klecker. The other is getting the offense rolling early and putting up enough runs to where you feel comfortable early in this game and you don't end up in a dogfight. Because if you end up in a dogfight, your hand is going to get forced where you're going to have to use bullpen arms. You're going to have to go for it. Yeah. You don't really want that. That's not to disparage Joel Roberts. I wouldn't be shocked if it happens that way. But if you're TCU looking at making a deep run here, this is a game where you got to feel like, hey, we need to get in and out of here with mm -hmm. very little drama if we're going to move on. Low drama like that. KR? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, you know, from ORU's perspective is putting yourself in a position where you can turn this game over to Widener and, and Denton. I think if you're within striking distance or with a lead and you can turn the game over to those two guys in the seventh inning, you're in a pretty good spot. So yep. I think that's the biggest key is put yourself in a position to win with those two guys available at the end. Yeah, I would say team defense is top of mind for me. Yeah. Like, I, you know, Oral Roberts is the number one fielding percentage team in the country, so they're going to have to do that, right? Like, a, a team as hot as TCU is, you can't give them extra outs because they're capitalizing yeah. on everything right now. And I think for TCU, Cole Klecker is not a bat misser, really. You know, ball's going to be in play, and so does TCU play good defense because I, I, I don't think you want to help the Oral Roberts offense, so... Right. Um, should be fun. Yeah, it's it's it, again, like even this game that might be off some people's radar has real intrigue yeah. and, and real star yeah, and power. Clucker, Clucker, what's interesting is I was in Fort Worth last week and you're watching from behind the plate. It had been a while since I've seen him, you know, in the start behind the plate. And like you watch his stuff and you're like, I don't know how he's missing so many, you know, like how he's getting so many miss hits. Like, yeah. you know, the stuff isn't, you know, electric. Yeah. He just throws a lot of strikes and got, has a little manipulation and is his arm angle and you know probably has a little bit of spin on the fastball yeah the so. thing about clucker to me is there's it's a little there's a little bit of thomas eshelman in there yeah. meaning that it's just relentless pounding of the strike zone like no fear of contact like i am just going to jam my stuff into the strike zone over and over again and whatever happens happens and most pitchers don't have the yeah 
the the fortitude to do that. Can I make one more quick observation? I, I will say this about TCU. I think with TCU, I think they need to win this game with Klecker. I think I don't think TCU is built to be a team that loses with Klecker today. Yeah. And then comes out of the losers bracket with Sam Stoutenborough and Cam Brown. Totally agree. It's also that the team that ends up in the losers bracket here is going to be playing Florida or Virginia. Yeah, good luck. Which is like, okay. (laughs) Not 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 a great situation. Yeah, hashtag not awesome. All right, uh, Florida and Virginia. Joe, give us a couple players, Florida and Virginia. On Florida, I'm going to go Cade Kurland. Um, I'm always interested to see how freshmen who have been precocious deal with... Nice word. Thank thank you. (laughs) Deal with this kind of setting. And so, you know, maybe we'll see it a little bit uh, with some of the arms, but I look at a position player like him who's been so yeah. dynamic. Has when we talk about Florida having the lineup that it has, sure, it's got the famous guys, but Cade Curlin being as good as he has been so early in his career has really given that lineup some length and, and made them what I think is the most dangerous lineup in the country, maybe other than LSU, and we can have that debate another time. Um, so I'm looking at at him, and then with with Virginia, I think it's 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 Nick Parker, um, just because. Their, their rotation is I, – I, I tried to say this in a nice way, but I don't totally – you know, we've talked all year about yeah. I don't totally know how it is, and I guess kudos to Drew Dickinson, right? Yeah. I mean, that's probably yeah. the answer there. But it, the stuff is not elite, and that's not just true with him. That's true mm-hmm. all throughout their rotation. The, the yeah. stuff is not elite. You look at it, and you're not entirely sure how they're getting outs, but they're getting outs. They, yeah. just, they just make it work. Their ERA is what it is for a reason. That's not, This time of year, that's not a fluke, No, right? So – you know, having him continue that run and, and give them, you know, give them a solid outing, it feels important if for no other reason than because it, it'll give folks like us another chance to say, hey, we were wrong about these guys, because yeah. I, I do think there is still a part of us that feels like the clock could strike midnight on Virginia's pitching staff here because of the offenses they're going to face starting with Florida tonight. Yep. Yeah, very room temperature, the rotation. Yeah, you know, 100%. Like it, yeah, flashy it's sure. comfortable. Yeah. Kendall, uh, I'll go with Brandon Sprague from Florida. Uh, I just think when you look at Florida, the, really the key to Florida's run in this whole tournament is their starters giving them, the, giving them you know, six or seven innings in the start last weekend. Uh, Sprout and, you know, Hurston Walter put six plus. What happened? They won both games. They were able to turn things over to that bullpen with, you know, Abner, Fisher, and Neely and company. So I just think when you look at Florida, I think Brandon Sprout, if he can give them a strong start, get them through the sixth inning, that sets them up very well the last couple of innings. So I think that's the big key for them. And this whole tournament really is just getting a little bit of length out of the starters. When they haven't gotten length out of the starters, that's when they lo- they've lost series this year. How about uh, do you have a player in Virginia that stands out? I you know last week I thought Jake Geloff was in, was in a zone. Like yep. it seemed like when they needed a big hit against Duke, like Geloff was like that guy. And so I mean that's low hanging fruit, but mm-hmm. I mean he he was the man last week and for them to make a run in here in Omaha, he's going to have to be that guy as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll go like, I think Josh Rivera has been the best player on the field for yeah. Florida. You know, when I, I get it, like Wyatt Langford's going to be a top three pick and Jack Caglione could be a first, you know, he could be a one, one guy, but Josh Rivera just makes plays when the game is on the line. Um, fourth year player. And, and so I think he's a real key that can he keep doing it for Florida and, and then for Virginia, I want to say Kyle Teal. That's the lowest of the lowest hanging fruit. But I want to say Ethan Anderson. Like, I feel like Ethan Anderson is like this star in waiting for Virginia. Switch hitter. The power has really emerged. Yeah. Apparently, he would be the catcher next year. Um, very, yeah. It's it, Again, you start going through these two lineups. You're like, dang, like there's just a, a depth of stars here. The thing that's scary about Florida is 
like Wyatt Langford hasn't had a great postseason. Like he hasn't had just some sort of flashy postseason. And you got to wonder, like, is he just going to dial back in and be that dude at some point? Like if he is, like Florida's not only dangerous, they're terrifying, as I say about Wake Forest in this tournament. Wyatt Langford is going to be one of the – we're going to look back on him in five years and we're going to be like, dang, he was the third pick in the draft or the second pick yeah. in, or the first pick. And we – we and I'll, I'll maybe I should accuse myself of this. <laughs> we mention him. We rarely talk about him, yeah. you know, because there's so much star power around him. There's so much star power in the league. We always bring him up. We we don't ignore him. Yeah. But we like I, I feel like I um he's like a rest area for me. You know, like I, I come in and I'm out. Uh, it's it's uh, for for as talented as he is. So but your points well taken, Kendall. Could this be the stage where he puts a final exclamation point on what's been a really cool career? Yeah. And what's really interesting from a draft perspective is like, there are some teams out there that are kind of in the discussions of whether or not they'd like him over Dylan Cruz or Dylan Cruz ahead of him. And you kind of wonder if he comes here, is it like a Kate Horton kind of thing where he comes here, yeah. falls out, and all of, a sudden, all, of a sort, you know, all of a sudden he's you know, the top overall net, uh, pick in the draft? No doubt. Joe, uh, keys to the game. The biggest one, obviously, is Stephen Shock being in the building. <laughs> that's, that's worth a couple of runs for Virginia. <laughs> I feel like. shock gonna, factor. Yeah, he's going to pitch yeah. uh, if they need him. Yeah, for sure. He's available in the bullpen with that <laughs> with that busted up elbow that still hasn't been uh, surgically repaired. So yeah, that that's got to be worth a yeah, little, a little bit of yeah. a little bit of something. Also with the Geloff, shout out to Runes the dog. That's an inside. Oh, that's right. It's an inside joke for about five people watching. This yeah, they named their yeah. dog after after my family name somehow, yeah. some way. Look at that. How Spelled that? it differently though, just to be clear. How do you spell Runes? Uh, they did. So the dog's technical name is Rooney. So R O O N I E is how they did oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought so, I thought they does was, that count as our inane banter topic of the day? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, my yeah. wife is demanding that we have an inane banter yeah. topic. So technically, my family has a, a Virginia baseball dog named after okay, it, which is that? cool. Like this is an honor. Check oh, the inane an honor. banter. It's an honor box. and a privilege. Yeah. Yes. Um. So for me, I think it's Virginia. It feels like Florida is going to land a haymaker at some point. They've been too good yeah. lately. Mm. They've been too hot. The, 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 I, I continue to get feedback from coaches in the SEC that, hey, Florida was the best team we played all year. Not LSU, not Arkansas, not, not anybody else. It was, it was Florida. And so they, I, I do think they have a, a haymaker in them early in the game. And if you're Virginia, you have to withstand whatever that is, whether it's a four spot in the first inning, whether it's, hey, they, they've scored in four of the five, first five innings, whatever it is, Virginia's got to have it within them to, to punch back a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Because let's face it, ACC, obviously, very, very good league. Not quite the gauntlet the SEC was this year. So Virginia hasn't taken as many punches, probably, as, as Florida has. I, I would have the same concern about Wake Forest, by the way, yeah. you know, when we talk about them tomorrow. So can Virginia withstand that first haymaker from Florida, or do they kind of end up on the mat and can't quite get back into it? That feels like it's going to be key early in the game. Yep. KR? I'm going to say the two words, consistent urgency out of Virginia. I felt like last weekend against Duke, you know, they I, I didn't think they looked great in the opening game. But whenever they're back against the wall, the last two games, they looked really good. So I think the biggest thing for Virginia here on this stage, you can't afford to get in a hole. Like, you know, if you lose a first game, it's pretty hard to come out of the loser's bracket and play for a national championship. So I think for them, just having that urgency right off the bat today, as opposed to, you know, you know, waiting until the second game uh, is going to be really important for them. Yeah, I think I'm really focused. I think the two position player groups are these are special groups, yeah, right? Like these are the scary groups. Yeah. So the pitching becomes interesting because Florida has the 
the starting I'm thinking about Brandon Sproat, right? Like yeah. it's it's bat missing stuff, but it can also, you know, Sproat could walk five, you know, with they with the wrong haywire real yeah. quick. And and who's the home plate umpire matters, right? And yeah. for Virginia, it's the opposite. It's really pitch to contact, mm-hmm. but against Florida, saying you're gonna pitch to contact and then actually staying convicted to that is, yeah. you know, a different deal. Now, you know, I, I We'll see how that plays out. I think the home plate umpire matters. I think the way the field plays today really matters. I do think the two bullpens, I don't have tremendous conviction on these two bullpens. You know, Brandon Neely is very talented. He's had some great moments. He's had some not so great. Virginia's bullpen, I think, has struggled down the stretch. I'm a little concerned about it. Yeah. Will it matter? Will it not matter? Well, the other thing, too, is like all year long, whether, you know, umps want to admit it or not, like the SEC strike zone has been tighter than other conferences around the country. And you kind of wonder, like, hey, like you said, who's behind the plate? Is it an SEC guy where all of a sudden Virginia is going to be dealing with a strike zone this big? Mm -hmm. Or is it some guy, you know, for the Pac-12 or the Big 12 where it's expanded a little bit? It's going to matter today. It is going to matter. We hope it's not going to matter. But it is, you know, that, again, the the good news is this. Like, we will have the best umpires in college baseball at the College World Series. Like, this is, we we hope, right? In in theory. (laughs) In theory, that's how it works. Oregon State would disagree. Yeah, that's right. And I I am an umpire apologist. So, there (laughs) there you go. So, hey, uh, so that's going to be day one right there. want to remind everyone, the Omaha experience Brands like D. Marini, Louisville Slugger, Evo Shield, Wilson over here in the baseball village. If you're coming to Omaha, it's right next to the stadium. You can't miss it. The swag, the gear. Um, you're going to want to bring an extra credit card. I'll just warn you yeah. ahead of time because the stuff's too good. You're going to make purchases. That's Team Rooney is about to make some purchases. Um, so that's it. We will be back each day doing our, our preview and our picks. And uh, for Kendall and Joe, uh, this is Runes. Peace out. <laughs>